you have to have a very concrete goal because it will sharpen uh, your search for knowledge. And you'll, what you'll find is you want to create a rhythm. And for me, I'm going to focus more on theory because that's just the way I'm wired. But even no matter which one you tend to be more hands-on, more theoretical, you want to create a rhythm. Once you have that concrete goal, a rhythm of theory and practice where you try something and then you run into a roadblock, you go back to theory, and now the theory will be entrenched in practice. And so you don't just get stuck doing the same thing over and over again in practice. You go back to theory. And then you... By doing that, you're always focusing on what's the next step so I can get better. Hello and welcome to Weary Dads. I'm your host, PJ Weary, with my co-host. Dad, I'm your co-host. And today we're going to cover deep and wide. Yeah, yeah, good one. And I, th I think what we're talking about here is your specialization, um, basically what should you, what skills should you get good at? How do you get good at skills? That sort of thing. Yeah. I think we can carry it into other areas too, relationships, friendships sure. and so forth. Um, I'm excited about doing this. I shaved today. So today's, um, episode is not sponsored by Gillette, but it should be. I right. did not shave today and it's okay. I'm, I'm the before and you're the after right there. I'm my goal is again, to get us sponsorships that never happen. So yep, there you go. Go. It, you so, know that is the unique contribution you make to this podcast. <laughs> that's what my goal is. And, uh, <laughs> so I've decided, unbeknownst to PJ, to each uh, episode, choose a sponsor that is not supporting <laughs> us, and I'm going to do that every time. Um, so today's again. I shaved. I thought about this, and this is uh, not sponsored by Gillette. What, but I, mean, it should I don't be. even know what their current slogan is. The best a man can get. I think that's like from the fifties. This is what happens. First of all, you, you would not know if it was the fifties. That's not true. Oh, you would. Oh, because of like, old time I radio. Old time radio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we could do camel cigarettes since that's uh, old time radio. Yeah, I don't think that's where. <laughs> how sure. mild? How mild? How mild can a cigarette be? So, folks, for you to understand. Yeah, this like, is we, This uh, is deep and wide. Yeah. Um, I, well, I think there is something to be said here because it, it's amazing how this has shown up for me. Um, growing up, we would listen to old time radio. And so I heard old time radio ads, things like the jingle for camel cigarettes. Thank you for that mm -hmm. wonderful rendition. Coach. I thought it was pretty good. It, I, it, I was impressed. The, right. um, but, uh, one is that, uh, I have a knowledge of ads from, previous generations and it is interesting to see what has changed but yeah. also what's remained the same right and that's helped me in my uh career my career and i think and that's, you love raymond chandler you yes. love to read raymond chandler and that came years. from those radios yeah we, he's the uh noir fiction uh, detective fiction and uh that's what i want to write and that's come from that and i think really as we talk about deep and wide is like you uh there are a lot of basics that you need um, to live life well. And I think there, the idea of well, of well-rounded, of being a full, uh, individual is really important because we live in a society that loves, uh, specialization and pays heavily for that. And we'll talk about that with deep, but this wide idea of like living a full life, a well-rounded life is really important. And then the, the part of that is, uh, you cover a variety of skills that end up helping you with your specialization that someone who's only specialized will miss. 
but there's also learning where you can go from just kind of this random experimentation. It reminds me of the quote, um, and I want to say it's Haruki Murakami, it could be wrong, but if you read all the books that everyone else is reading, you will think like everyone else. Yeah, that's a really good thought. And that's something that I've gone out of my way to sometimes find odd books in, and odd genres that I don't normally read. And the idea of that is, even if it's weird and stupid sometimes, I have been surprised how it gives a unique perspectives that- It just expands you. Yeah. So let me, let me go, this is really interesting. Uncle Lenny, who we had on the podcast in regards to one of our first ones for this year, Build to Last, Lenny Parker, he has a book called Range, and it talks mm. about um, guys doing things to a, to a deeper range. And interesting enough, um, we all know Tiger Woods was specialized in golf and so forth, but sure. Rafael Nadal, who might be one of the greatest tennis players, top five for sure of all time, he didn't start playing tennis when he was 14. He did a number of different things. And I just saw this. Mm. Of the eight quarterbacks, in the I think were in the playoffs, Yeah, they, they did not just play football. They played football or baseball, or they played football, baseball, and basketball. Sure. Or football, baseball, basketball, and track. Yes. And one of the best guys I ever coached, um, toughest and uh, able to be flexible and do different things, was a guy named Dan Dorn. And it helped that he had played baseball. He's probably a better baseball player than he was anything else. But in college, he, he played, he was an All-American and WCAA soccer player and was a good basketball player. So this is, again, de the, the whole wide, you know, mm -hmm. the range. But then you choose three or four and you dig in deeper or maybe one. I think that's a real blight in athletics today where yeah. kids are grabbed on and they're just basketball. I coached a kid playing basketball. He's played college he's actually getting a whiff in the nba he could not throw a baseball pass in basketball he led with his wrong foot oh okay he led, yeah, yeah, yeah. because he had never really played baseball so it's really interesting to watch him i was like i was stunned huh so i mean that's that's a, a one area but um obviously we're going to go into some others yeah and i think to follow up is that if you're able to do this experimentation or just like this this fullness and well-rounded character. That's the wide. Right, right, exactly. Is that you, one, will find what you love, and two, you'll find what you're good at. Right. And it's really interesting. This reflects how I was talking to Dr. James Markham on Chasing Leviathan uh, a week or two ago. Yeah, exactly a week ago, actually. And he talked about what physicians need to be good at in order to create the uh, a better class of physician than we have right now is they need they need to be able to do two things. One is to care and one is to be competent. And so, and that's really because right now medicine treats patients like objects, like we just like manipulate mm. them and that's not healthy. Mm. And so the care part is really important, but I think there's just something in general that someone who loves what they do will eventually beat someone who who's just doing it. Because, oh, no question. And so you, you one, you'll find what you're Passion good at. gives you purpose. Let's, let's use the sports analogy. You play four sports for a while. And there are, there are three things that are going to happen. You're going to find which one you like the most. You're going to find the one that you like that you're the best at. And it'll often coincide because you just naturally find yourself thinking about it and spending more time on it. And finally, and this is really important, and you're kind of talking about this, skills travel. Yeah, they do. One thing that you, something that you learn over here, you'll be surprised how it helps you over here. Not a question. I mean, I was, uh, and I think this is why people look at, oh, you got a master's in philosophy. Uh, 
really struggled under other people uh, as an employee. And I realized part of that was because of the way I thought through things was different from them and they mm -hmm. didn't understand what I was doing. As soon as I became my own boss, business made so much more sense to me because I asked the right questions, which is a skill from philosophy. Right. right? That's a, it is. And so, and then there was a lot of different things. Uh, a lot of my emphasis was on interpretation and cultural criticism. And that translates really well to marketing. Like understanding how culture, like what culture is, how it works, what it's trying to do is so key. Really and good. so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's the wide part, right? So talk yeah. to me a little bit about the, the depth. What have well, you seen? I'm going I'm yeah. to go, yeah, I'm going to go in an area. I think, uh, as you develop friendships, sure. you're going to have, it's great to have a wide variety of friends, mm. different people that can then thus you can have the privilege of them influencing you and potentially you can influence them. But the truth is, you you know, when I was in college, we had like 5,500 on our campus and people would say, and I, I hope this comes out respectfully to viewers, but those or listeners, those of you that know me say, man, Pete knows a lot of people. And I did, mm. but there were only three or four that I had really deep relationships with. Yeah. with. I had a friend, Bill, a friend, Mark, and uh, three or four other guys. I won't go into those, you know, whatever. But the, the probably the one that I had the best relationship with is the one I'm married to, right, is, is Lisa, so a.k.a. mom. So that's where <laughs> we're deep. But then I had a bunch of others. Yeah. And I think it goes into regards to ministry or mm. business. I have um, had the privilege of serving with Nations of Coaches. And one of the things that happened by having a wide net out there of people that I in, um, became uh, at least acquainted with. Yes. Right? Yes. And you prayerfully have a heart that would serve them whatever way you can. Yeah. Man, when we'll have a meeting, I'll say, well, I don't know that guy, but I know he knows this guy. So maybe I'll ask him if I can know that guy. And it helps us to do what we try to do, which is serve coaches yeah. and athletes professionally, familial, and spiritually. I'm saying that because there is a wide net. Yeah. But then there's three or four people that on my our team even like I'm yeah. closer to. Right. Especially since I started I was like um early on in the team. Mm. So I'm I know those guys better and we deeper. So and by the way, you can't be open and transparent with everybody who has that time. Yeah, and I think that's there's this that's a whole thing I'd love to talk about that. But the what I wanted to follow up with was that you have acquaintances. You have friends and you have best friends. Right. But the thing when you think about that is, and this is where I struggled early on is because I always want to get deep with people. I always want, I want best friends. And I found a lot of best friends at first, but I tried to make everybody into a best friend and it Can't just didn't happen. happen. And then I'd be disappointed. It's okay. Be comfortable with just having acquaintances, people that you are amicable with, that you meet and you're happy to see them, but you don't have to is thoroughly invest in them because you can't do it. Can I carry that farther even yeah. with your company? Do you have four or five strong customers? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. yeah, it's a little different, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do, we, any, we have one, we have like, we have some bigger clients and some like less clients. Some yeah. of those deeper, your relationships with them because you know them and you, you got to invest in, right? Well, and you but just then, connect with some people right, more. Yeah. And you're there, but then you have, how many uh, customers do you think you have? I have no idea. Right. <laughs> <That's> what, <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I, that, I, that doesn't I, yeah, help the podcast. I, yeah, I don't but know. I would, would say, say 20, 25? Oh, no. It's it's like, I mean, because we, we do a lot of one-off stuff. Okay. So, so it's probably like, it's over 100. Okay. So everybody, <laughs> I want you all, there's your, but there's your width. And how yeah. many, how many times have you guys done advertising? 
Uh, none. So because of those uh, relationships of with serving people well, yes, uh, investing in them because mm-hmm. you they're gonna listeners say, well, they're investing because they're paying for. No, you're investing in their company. You're investing in their dream, we their all, passion. We always invested more than the money, and that people felt that. And there are key moments Big where deal. you can do that. Big deal. But uh, the, so yeah. so there you go. There's your deep and wide. Um, and I want to sing that if I could. <laughs> you are in a singing mood today. No, I just say it cracks me up. That's all I think of is they're deep and wide, deep. I mean, that's where. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, that is what occurred to me. That's part of where I got this. Nobody, from. nobody really wants me to do that anymore. I know. Uh, you know, it's it's good. You know, maybe that's what you could be like on the next masked singer, American Idol. If I was to sing, people would want me to be masked, and I would want to be masked. <laughs> I don't want to know anybody to know who it was, and I'm not taking it. That's off. fair. That's fair. Uh, something I wanted to touch on, and this is a great uh, philosophical point by Jacques Derrida, who's often um, people don't like, and there's, I'm sure, some good reason for that. But he talked about how censorship. We often think of censorship in terms of like, I don't want you to say that, but the more powerful censorship is saying when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no. Like uh, the total number of books, I can't. I think it's something like. If you read one to two books a week, which is about where I'm at, mm-hmm. you still only read a couple thousand books over your lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 10 to 20. I, I, I did these numbers a long time ago. For every book that you say yes to, you automatically say no to 10 to 20,000 other books. Well, I think it might even be more. That, yeah, because there's so a lot of books out there. That's, I mean, and, and you're like, it seems too strong to say that's censorship, but it is. You are silencing other voices because you can only listen to one voice at a time. Right. And that's like... It's not that I am rejecting your friendship. I'm just investing this other person's friendship. And so I, I've chosen to invest in this person. And that, does, that actually doesn't even really comment on your value. It's just where I am. Right. And, I mean, you, and just recognizing that when you do that, it's just, a, it's, a, it's about your finitude. It's about your weakness as a human being. God can thoroughly invest in everybody. But I can only invest in a few. I want you all to know there are some people out there going, finitude <laughs> but i know what finitude means you're, you are not weakness. infinite yes you're not infinite you're limited you cannot be everything to uh and that's a whole nother thing is yeah because if you go too wide yes with your depth you will if you stretch yourself uh, and by the way i think you can go wide but you can't go deep with it you can mm. only right you will burn out you will uh offer nothing um you know, it's the old adage of kind of like the sponge. Mm. If you, you know, you, you got to give it out, but you also have to have something to give. And so you've got to mm. feed yourself. And that is why, you know, in, in other episodes, I've mentioned this, like I spend an hour right. reading uh, in, in the morning because there's a need out there to, to understand other people, their fears, their needs. And you have, you've read uh, a number of different subjects. Mm. Um, that are not part of our uh, average socioeconomic group. We were trying to figure out who all people are and yeah. where they're coming from and the needs they may have. Yeah, and I think uh, obviously my word this year is roots. Last episode we talked about, I, you know, I talked about the roots of values. Mm-hmm. I, it just seems to come up as a metaphor. But I, I thought of this with the deep and wide that have you ever um, tried to pull up something that has a really tough root system? It's not just deep. Because you'll see those, the ones with a really deep root system, you pull it out and it's that one long strand and it just starts coming out. But the ones that are too wide or too shallow, you need something that's both deep so and really wide. So it's interesting you're saying, when I would preach, I had a sermon. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember, this is taken from 
Psalm 1. I feel like talks, this is a test now, but yeah. No, but in Psalm <laughs> if 1. you remember the sermons I preached, You're planted by the rivers of water, yeah. Psalm 1. So uh, real quick, um, I was doing landscaping at night to make extra money when I was in college. So I, seriously, folks, I got five bucks an hour from one guy, and then I did some other people's lawns, like for $25, they'd be 100 now. Say la vie, we're doing it, right? I'm out. And there's a tree in the middle of this lady's yard, mm-hmm. and I go up to it and I shake it. It's about ready to fall. And so she says to me, I need to take that down. I said, well, I'll do that. And I said, for $75. And for those of you who know anything about trees, okay, <laughs> taking down a tree, I mean, there are $500,000 projects probably now, probably more. But that was not what this was, okay? So I went home and told my dad, Ken Trent, I said, Dad, man, I'm, I'm going to do He said, you're crazy. What are you doing? I'll come up with you. <laughs> He's all dressed in his gear and stuff, and he brings a thing, and he walks up the tree and looks at it. And I said, I told you. He cut it at the bottom. When it fell, it broke into 25 pieces, and we were out of there in an hour. Wow. So back in the day, I made $75 an hour. In the back of that yard was a empty creek. It no longer ran any water. Mm. And it didn't have any of the source. Yeah. Down the street where I got the $5 an hour, this guy asked me to pull out bushes. And it was right by a river with a waterfall. The waterfall came right down there. The water was pretty cool. It was pure. And I said, sure, for $5 an hour, I would start pulling out a bush and it would start in West Hartford, Connecticut. And by the time I got done with the end of the route, I was somewhere in New Jersey. I mean, it would just go, and I'm going down the streets. And I'm like, no, seriously. Yeah. They were 20, 30 feet long. They'd go in circles. They'd go everywhere. Yeah. Because it had a source. And that goes back to Mm. what I'm saying to you folks. If you're going to have any relationships, you've got to be prepared. Giving you've got to be watering yourself. You got to be taking care of yourself. You got and you can't stretch yourself too thin. So you can have some width, but depth is just as important. And I think what, something you just said there to connect with those that root system is you have to put down roots. Some like where you put down roots matters a lot. Right, that, that source. Right? right. I mean, obviously and that should a be big Christ. Choice, but it's also community. Right. Like you've got to be tied into a church that is tied into Christ. Right. So you, you're what you're saying is, and I love this because there's. This is a big time decision. This should be done with discernment and wisdom because you are going, and I always say this, where's the grass greenest? Where you water it. Boom. Yeah, it's it's a great saying, yeah. Right, so you're there in this area, and if I'm going to go and pour uh, three to five hours a week, not Mm -hmm. only in the church, but Bible studies and maybe invest in people, you better choose wisely. Yeah. You know, especially I look at it as, you know, my time is not as long as it was. You know, always. Yeah. And so I love what we talked about with, for depth, uh, I'm pulling a lot from, um, I think it's Scott H. Young. I should have looked up his name beforehand, but it's Ultra Learning. Yes. Great book. Right. Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Yep. Um, and it's literally, how do you achieve a hard, or not even a hard skill, but like a true skill in the shortest amount of time Both possible. Both of us have read this book, folks. It, uh, Ultra Learning, you ought to get it. And uh, just some things that I took from it, and this is me putting it in my own words, which is part of, you know, his thing, right? Um, I, I would say that when it comes to depth, right, you, you have a lot of roots out wide, and then you put a couple down deep. And the goal it, with that is to find something you like and something that matters. And then that's where you, that's where you really say, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get really good at this one thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
to do that, find the thing, and that thing should not just be, I want to get good at coding, for instance. It's actually not the right way to accomplish it. You're like, I want to make this thing. I want to accomplish this one concrete goal. So not, I want to get, like, and this is this came up with for me because I didn't do this right with coding, and then I started to figure out this is what I need to do. I, I'd say, I want to build a really sharp website as a bio for me, as a job resume. I want to build a game or something like that. You have to have a very concrete goal because it will sharpen uh, your search for knowledge. And you'll, what you'll find is you want to create a rhythm. And for me, I'm going to focus more on theory because that's just the way I'm wired. But even no matter which one you tend to be more hands-on, more theoretical, you want to create a rhythm. Once you have that concrete goal, a rhythm of theory and practice where you try something and then you run into a roadblock, you go back to theory, and now the theory will be entrenched in practice. And so you don't just get stuck doing the same thing over and over again in practice. You go back to theory. And then you, by doing that, you're always focusing on what's the next step so I can get better. And then eventually you can have a sense of accomplishment. The one thing I would warn of with the concrete goal, and I found this myself, uh, this goes back to something you'd like and something that matters. Allow yourself to be flexible with a concrete goal because you'll start to build something, you know, whatever that is. You're like, oh, I want to write a book. And then you'll figure out, I don't want to write this book. Mm. Or you want to code. I don't want to actually make a website. I would rather do backend. This is more interesting to me. You know, there's different versions of, of coding. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to do, you know, uh, what, do you, what do you want to do? You want to do comedy? You want to do coaching? You're like, you know what? Um, I've invested a lot in baseball but I've played a little bit of basketball over here and I think I actually like that better. Whatever that is, being like, I want to, you know, um, let's say in basketball, you want to be a post player and you work a lot in your post skills and then you realize that it's limiting you. Yep. And then you're like, you know what? I want to be a 35% three-point shooter. What does it take for me to get to that? I need to work on my form. There's the theory part. I need to go out and shoot this many times a day. I'm not making enough shots or my shot's too slow. Like there's all these different ways you can think about variables. It. Yeah. So it's interesting to, to, to hear you say all that and to go through that dialogue and hear your heart on all that. Cause I think th that's really good. And I think, uh, one of the things that there are things that make you almost do this. So I, I thought mm. of this when I, <laughs> it's true. When, Some things no, you can't stay away from. Listen, yeah. I'm teaching. And so I learned PowerPoint. I yeah. learned it. And, so we're in our office one time, they're going, oh, I don't know how to fix I said, I can do that. They, they were all like, they thought like I was almost a computer genius and all I had ever done is, uh, but you said practice, and then you mm. go back, that's not working right. Get on Google or theory, try to figure it yes. out, right? You know, this is a shortcut. Oh, I've been doing it this way. There's another way. Yes. Whether it was with that or other areas, especially as we deal with, you know, for me it was computers, but you could just do stuff and you figure it out like but you, yeah. again that's here mm -hmm. broad and then you narrow it down oh i've been better with well and you, that's a great example even to what i wanted to talk about with with the other side of it is there's a lot of skills that will transfer and make you better at that thing so you can be a really good teacher and you think of teaching as like i get this knowledge and i i express it in a way that helps people learn but if you are one if you're good with people that will help you in all sorts of ways right and that's like in the conversations after class, you help connect. That's yep. not lecturing per se. Um, good with tech is another one. Good with money. Because if you have financial stresses, <laughs> you're not going to be as good of a teacher. And so you don't have to be deep in those things, but you at least have to be 
basically competent in order to achieve your other stuff. Surely, that's a good point. And I think that's, you know, all of that plays into it. And, and I said this to you before when we were talking about this episode. I think whatever you do, mm. like, and, and I understand this statement and I know it's true, but everything's about relationships. I go, okay. And I, but there's a book called Never Eat Alone. It's yeah. by a guy named Farazi. And he talks about this. If you want to be a good teacher, mm. you got to know your students. Yeah. So we talk about wide. You got to spend some time with different people. Get it. And then there's always going to be two or three students. This is people say teachers, pet, whatever. Well, those, those students want to be mentored. Yeah. Okay. And uh, even the quote I think I put out for Nations of Coaches today uh, was by Ben Franklin. And it basically talked about, you know, you can have these, you know, I am terribly butchering this, but long story is you have relationships, but you get somebody and you show them how to do it. And then mm. you allow them to do it with you. Like that's the whole, you know, crafts and mentoring. That's a whole different level. And so you, that by the way you do that, you're building a deeper relationship. Thus deep and wide is imperative. Yeah. And then I think the, the other side of that is finding, uh, and then, man, we could go really deep into the, the tree metaphor, right? We, we don't necessarily no, need to do that, but like you have, uh, is that allow yourself to specialize in certain things and then find other people who complement uh, with depths in different ways. And that's just finding the right. I mean, w when you see a healthy ecosystem, you have different plants all growing in different ways and they actually will help each other. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that's really an important part of this whole discussion is that you find that right source, you find that right ecosystem where you can thrive. And you, you're like, well, it's painful to move. And the question you have to ask yourself is very is similar. It's a shock to the tree when you transplant it. But will the tree be better off after you transplant? Sometimes the answer is no, because there is the cost right. of the shock. But sometimes it's just like, this is such a better place. And some of you are in that spot right now. Some yeah, of you are really like, point. some of you are in that spot where you're like, I'm, you know, I'm not really finding something. I'm finding something that I kind of like, something the that I kind of matters. The soil living in is not producing the, the the depth you need, and so it's really a good thought that you said that. Yeah. Um, I I want to correlate all this and, and I, to building to last. Sure. Right. If you're going to have a life that is building to last, you ought to invest your life your time, people, and it should be broad, but boy, it's imperative too mm. to have some deep, deep relationships. And PJ's thought there is sometimes you might have to move the plant yeah, yeah, yeah. to get to better soil and better source of water so that you can get deeper. Um, I think that's really good. It's awesome. Appreciate you. Uh, if we helped you take one more step in your journey of personal growth, Please like, share, and subscribe so like, someone else can share, do the same thing. Subscribe. And folks, don't forget, this episode was <laughs> not in any way supported by Gillette Shaving Cream. But, but it should be. But my face was. <laughs> hey, have a great day, buddy. Thank All you. Right. Love you. Love you. See you.